What's up, everyone? This is Wasabi. This is Podcast Gameverse episode 034. Try not have to say the zero in the beginning of that, but I don't know. I started off putting the zero at the beginning of all the episodes to like preemptively prepare us for like a 100 when we get there, but um, yeah, <laughs> that's gonna take a while though. Uh, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta aim big, dude. You gotta aim high. I, that's, you know, that was the idea. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Rick's here with me. What up? How you doing? I am fantastic, my man. Like, there's some great announcements. I'm ready to go into it. Just just, I'm excited, jump. dude. I'm excited, <laughs> um, man. <laughs> yeah, man, like, video games are... This is a long summer for video games, man. It, it's yeah, like, dude. With the absence of E3, they're really stretching this stuff out as as far as they can. And like, I'm okay with that. Like, I, I love and hate it because, like, I, I love that I'm getting drip fed all this stuff, so nothing gets lost, like in the noise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people can just announce their stuff when they want to announce it. They can drip feed it. You know, smaller games don't get shafted as the bigger games do their announcements. Yeah. Also, I know when Ubisoft is going to have their own conference, so I can just skip that whenever that comes up. <laughs> yeah, but Unless what if, they're offering a show, game. What if they show <laughs> Beyond Good and Evil, though? Well, then I'll watch the trailer once, it, once they upload it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sit through uh, Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs and Far Cry, whatever, to maybe get Beyond Good and Evil. <laughs> um, I should also let people know or acknowledge the fact that we are now on iTunes. We are now on Google Podcasts. We are now on Spotify and everything in between. So so you literally uh, have no excuse not to watch the podcast <laughs> or listen yeah. to the podcast. Yeah. You can't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot watch it because we also do it live on twitch.tv slash Gameverse and uh archive on youtube so oh there you go so yeah give us the thumbs up or a thumbs down if you hate it with five stars on itunes and five stars on google and whatever whatever the fuck's whatever the fuck spotify i don't know what they do so hearts <laughs> i think it's hearts on spotify but i hope yeah. you don't like it like let us know what you don't like don't just tell me to kill myself <laughs> Yeah, send, send all your emails to uh, rick at gameoverse.com. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I was getting some shit then. Uh, anything new you've been playing, Sabi? I've been playing Ghost of That Ghost of Tsushima. Yes, I saw that on the stream. How is it? You have you played enough to form an opinion yet? Uh, yes, because my opinion was formed actually. You know, I don't want to say this, but like I had an opinion of this game before it came out, and that <laughs> opinion still, <laughs> yeah. opinion still holds true. Um, it's a video game, like it's your open world video game. Doesn't do anything to stand out, really. Not that that's a bad thing. Like it's a very good game, but it is very bog standard uh open world type shit run around uh the, like the combat's really good that's probably the mm -hmm. best thing about it 
Um, it's very like reactive combat, so you're 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 blocking and dodging and countering most of the time. Um, according to you have like four different stances according to what the enemy type is, uh, which I have problems with because in the beginning it's not too bad, but as they start throwing more different types of enemies at you and more different stances, um, it kind of gets like real. I don't want to say messy, but it's it's, it's like hard it's to like, manage. Yeah, because like there's there's okay, there's a stance you use for a block like guys with shields, right? Okay. But then there's some enemies that have shields that are not that shield type of it. It's hard determining what enemy is what because it'll tell you that's hey, that's th- tricky. Yeah, that's gonna that would fuck with me pretty hard. <laughs> I was playing that. Yeah. Because <laughs> like they'll say, hey, this is good for sword swordsmen, and you're like, okay, what the fuck is a swordsman? Obviously, it's a guy with a sword, but. There's some guys with like double swords and you're like, okay, is this a swordsman or is this like, um, I eventually figured it out, but then they have like a bruiser type, um, and bruisers can have anything. They're just big guys, which I didn't realize. I was like, okay, this must be a shield guy because he has a shield, but no, he's a bruiser because he's a big guy with a shield or, you know, oh, stuff like that. It's <laughs> yeah. Um, the camera's very bad. Uh, there's no lock on. And the camera doesn't try to position itself in a way that, um, so a lot of times you're just fumbling with, cause you have to do everything's on your right thumb. There's like a lot of shit you got to do with your right thumb. So if the camera fucks up, you got to move the camera, but you can't dodge if you're in the middle of moving the camera and you got unblockable attacks. So you're going to need to dodge those unblockable attacks. So it was like, Oh, I can't fuck with the camera right now. Cause I gotta like mash a dodge button and make sure I don't get hit while I try to fuck with this camera and then all your stances are on the right side. So it's like, I got to fuck with the camera and change my stance and dodge this unblockable attack. Um, it gets to be, it gets to be a lot. I was going to say, it sounds like later in the game, it's, it can get really tricky if you're not paying attention, like really close attention. Yeah. But I like, for me, it this definitely has to be a type of game you want. You're like, you got to be in the mood for this type of game. Because it starts off, I think it starts off great, but then you start seeing the same stuff over and over and over again, and it just, it gets very repetitive. Um, I've asked a lot of people this question, because a lot of them have the same opinion you do, is that it's kind of a box standard, like, open world game. Do you think it would have been better if it was more traditional, like, level-based or something? Or just focus more on, like design or or maybe if it was a smaller open world game like like uh like the like batman arkham asylum maybe it was like a smaller more focused open world game um i don't think the problem is the open world i think the problem is just the lack of variety like they made this open world but didn't really add compelling things to do in it yeah like all the missions like you, you do a mission you're like did i like did i do this before or like all the landscape looks the same i mean it's all like it's a very beautiful game it's like flowers and shit all over the place and like carpets of leaves like colored leaves and that just fly around as you run over them but like all the building all the houses look exactly the same all the cities the the villages look exactly the same um there's like, if you ever played a Far Cry game, there's like, you can liberate different uh, 
outposts and those all look the same. They give you objectives and all the objectives are the same. Like kill all the enemies and get these flags and destroy this barrel. And then there might be a guy that comes out to one-on-one you and shit like that. It's just, yeah. Um, there's a standoff mechanic where you can just run up to motherfuckers and be like, come out here pussies and just fight them. <laughs> um, and That's really cool. you can, you can upgrade that ability. It's just like you hold the triangle button and then just wait for them to attack. And then once you release, it just, it's a one hit kill. Um, and you can kill up to like five people with that. Like once you're like maxed out upgrades. But the problem with that is like, you want to do that. Cause it's like an instant kill on five people. But every time you do it, it's the same fucking animation every time you do it. And it doesn't like uh... nothing changes. It's just holding triangle and releasing triangle. And then like other guys will run up after that. And it's just hitting the attack button as they run up and it's like it's the same thing every time it's so boring and like mindless i see um, so like what it, what it does do is like really well but like under the hood it's really like repetitive it's the best way to describe it yeah like, like once you've seen most of what there is to see you're gonna see it again and you're gonna see it a lot yeah and again it's not bad it's just you got to be in the mood for it yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of in the mood for it. Like I've been playing it a little bit. Like I've been playing it a lot on stream, but I'm the kind of motherfucker that likes to clear the map in these types of games. Yeah. Um and I think that's where I fucked up in the beginning because that's where all the repetitiveness is is like in the side stuff. Um it does the if you ever played Days Gone, which is yeah, deep cut, I know. But uh mm-hmm. nobody played that game, I don't think. But <laughs> Um, and in that game, like the way the story works is there's a bunch of different characters and they each have their own story that you can follow. Um, and it tells you, it tells you like the progress along that storyline. Uh, this game kind of does the same thing where like Jin, Jin, the main character, he has his own story, but like, it's definitely not a focus. (laughs) Like his story is definitely like spread like way too thin across the, across the map. Um, so you're really just doing stuff for other characters and then you get their story along the way. Um, and I find their stories are a lot more interesting than Jin's story, which Jin's story is like, the game takes place during like a Mongol invasion of, um, yeah. of the island of Tsushima, which is like a real event in history. But like, it reminds me so much of the Patriot, uh, the Mel Gibson you're version. Me that. Yeah, you're telling me that on the stream. Yeah. <laughs> The Mel Gibson movie, not the Seagal one, but, um, and I don't know how long it's been since you've seen that movie, but they literally call him a ghost in that movie. Like he kills 20 redcoats with a hatchet and then they were like, it's a ghost. It was a ghost. Um, (laughs) so it's like, it's in more ways than one. This is like literally the Patriot. And then he goes through this, like this honor code system where he's like, I can't stab a man in the back. It's not honorable. Um, but like they never, it never gets like, no one ever like bats an eye at him, even though his like samurai compadres are like, maybe you shouldn't do that. that, That's like the most they do It's like, you probably shouldn't (laughs) do that. It's not very honorable. And then like, they never, yeah. There's never talk about it again. Yeah. It's like, I told them not to like that. That satiated like my morality. I told them not to. So whatever happens now is on him. Oh, that's hilarious. Like, it's, it looks fun. Like, 
you and like one other buddy of mine have been playing it and it looks really really fun uh the aesthetic is one thing i really like about it because i like like feudal japan stuff i think it's really cool yeah and it's cool to see a game that's like so like unabashedly like feudal japan yeah. which funny because it's made by like an american developer like a lot of people don't think about that sucker punch is an american developer um, yeah, a bunch of cool Japanese, like Japanese reviews came out and they, you know, love the game. Love pretty. it, yeah, they love it. So like that, that plays up to the authenticity of it. Um, how would you re- would you recommend getting it now that it's sixty bucks? Did you wait till it's on sale? Um, again, it depends on if this is the kind of game you 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 need in your life right now. Like, mm-hmm. I would not pay sixty for this. I would wait for a deep, deep discount. Um. There's tons of content here. This that content is just very repetitive. Like it's, mm-hmm. it became like a podcast game for me. Also, it's very easy. Like I, I started on normal, switched it up to hard, and I'm like, this is this is the same. Like it doesn't <laughs> it didn't feel any different on hard than it did on normal. Um, so then I just switched it back to easy, and then uh, it just became a podcast game. Um, but I'll definitely yeah. check it out then. I'll still check it out. Like that's a game I've been looking into for a while. But I, I had the same fears going in that this is gonna be like a kind of paint by numbers like open world game, and it sounds like it kind of is, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, formulas exist for a reason because they work. So yeah. if you want something that breaks, it sounds like if you want something that breaks the mold, this game doesn't do it. But if you want yeah. something that you know plays by that formula and you like that formula. You know, more power to you. Go check out the game. Yeah, I mean, it's reviewing well, so people seem to love it. But um, in the same way that people loved Horizon, and I feel like that game was another like Far Cry, Shadow of Mordor type shit. Like that game didn't do anything new for me, aside from like the dinosaur combat robot shit. Like that was cool, but yeah, that was another game. It was just like not didn't do it for me. Yeah. I hear you, and I, I did play Horizon. I got like the complete edition for like twenty bucks, like a couple, about a year or two ago. I never even finished it. Like you're right, the dinosaur combat's great, but most of the time I'm just fighting motherfuckers, and it feels like like any other open world like stealth game. Yeah, this game is better than Horizon. That much I will okay. say. All right then, we'll definitely check it out. I'll probably pick it up on sale. I'll have an opinion on it in like a year when the game's like not relevant anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have, I'm still playing last of us. Um, I've been playing that quite a bit. I just want to finish it, but I also want to like take my time. I'm taking notes on it. So I have a lot to talk about once I finish it. Yeah. Um, one thing that distracted me though, and this isn't last of us related, but, uh, the sphere hunter, she's a really cool YouTuber. She did a little video essay on Bayonetta. And after I watched that, I was like, fuck, I want to play Bayonetta again. So I re-downloaded that. I've been playing that since, like, yesterday. (laughs) I loaded that up, like, a couple weeks ago. Um, They don't make games like that anymore, man. Yeah, dude. Bayonetta's a fun game. Like, I forgot how much fun it was. Like, the quick time events that kill you are fucking stupid, but the game's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, that was like Sega, like at its prime. Not at its prime. They had different primes, I guess, during their lifespan. But like, you you boot that game up, and it's like, oh, this is Sega right here. 
Yeah. Just super arcade. Just like the sounds it makes. Like no game makes those sounds. Like nothing sounds like that. Like the type, the music style and the like everything about it. Just nothing really hits like that anymore. Yeah, it's it's a video game ass video game, and like not enough games. I feel like games are like ashamed to be video games now. They all want to be like movies. Yeah, yeah. Know what I mean? But no, Bayonetta is great. I've been playing that again. Still fucking holds up. Um, other than that, I haven't really been playing. Oh, uh, Monster Hunter just released a new um, a new um, seasonal update. So that's cool. I'll probably play some of those seasonal missions, get some of the uh, cosmetics and stuff. Um, other than that, I haven't been playing much. I've been trying to finish Last of Us. I really want to get that finished so we can talk about it. And I know, like, every time I fucking talk about it on, on the podcast, I'm like, someone's going to fucking say some shit and ruin the game for me. I'm, like, expecting it think... to happen. <laughs> I don't think anyone would do that. People are pretty respectful. No, they're not. Just <laughs> <laughs> say, what fucking, what planet are you living on, man? <laughs> um... um... But yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. Also, like Halo Three came out on Steam, so I played like a level of that. And I was like, "This is cool," and then haven't played it again since. <laughs> the uh, the only other thing that I really like dived into uh, was Hyperscape, uh, Ubisoft's little battle royale game. Oh yeah, I remember that. How is it? It's, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's not, uh, how am I, how am I, how, how do I say this? It's not good. <laughs> um, which, uh, I, I don't know, which is a little bit of a bummer, I guess. Not a bummer. It's not like for me. I don't know. It's not, it's not, uh, the, the guns feel bad. Um, the, 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 like you, you'll, you'll pick up a weapon and you'll be like, oh fuck, man, this is going to like kill a dude. If I direct hit a guy with this, it should kill him in one hit. Definitely. And then that absolutely doesn't, you hit a guy and it does four damage, three damage. And you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, um, also I'm not good at the game. Like I'll fully admit that I'm not good at it, but, um. Yeah, again, it just feels like a like just another battle royale. It doesn't feel any. It doesn't feel stand out from the stuff that's already exists. Which, like, I'm not surprised, man. Like, is it really surprising that a game that was made to catch up with the trend isn't that great? <laughs> like. I had yeah. a feeling when I saw that. As soon as they said it was a battle royale, I was like, "Okay, so this is trying to catch up with the that Fortnite hype." So I had a feeling. I'm not surprised with anything you said. <laughs> like I fully expected every every word that came out of your mouth right now. <laughs> like I mean, it I, does hate, some... I hate being like cynical, but like you know, it's it's easy to spot this shit out, man. I, I'm not surprised by games anymore. It it has some unique ideas like all the all the power ups you you get are just laid out across the map and then you know there's one it, it seems like they just took a bunch of Overwatch power ups and just put them like in a battle royale so like, you can spawn a wall 
Um, you can get inside like a ball that just bounces around. Um, yeah, Which there's is no. Cool, there's, but like, <laughs> it doesn't flow really well with the rest of the game. There's a lot of like rooftop. There's a focus on rooftop combat. Like if you're on the ground, you're fucking up, I guess. So like, it wants you to get up on the rooftops. When you get up on the rooftops, you're like a sitting target for snipers, and the people who are sniping that game are disgusting. So, oh Jesus! Um, like it just, it just, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't feel, I, I never found a flow with that game because there's like parkour in it too, so you can like wall run and like climb walls and shit, but. I never found it useful when you're on the rooftops and when you're on the ground, like the architecture of the buildings isn't very much is not designed for parkour. Um, yeah, I just never find a rhythm. I can never kill anyone cause all the weapons suck. Uh, yeah, don't like it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, and some good news though. Nintendo did a little direct mini, and we got some shit to talk about, dude. I am so excited for this. Uh, first thing, uh, they announced a season pass for Cadence of Hyrule, the um, the Crypt of the Necro Dancer like spinoff slash expansion. Uh, three new packs: a character pack that has like a ton of new characters: Impa, Shadow Link, Shadow Zelda, and two original characters: Arya and Frederick are going to be showing up in it. Uh, there's a music pack that has like 39 new songs, and the biggest new add-on is a new like expansion with a whole new campaign featuring Skull Kid as a playable character. Um, I never got into Crypt of the Necro Dancer. I tried really, really hard to get into it. How dare you? I, just, I tried, dude. I I fucking tried on multiple occasions. I think I'm just like, I think I'm just like rhythmically like stupid or something, which is funny because like I play guitar. So I I should have like some sort of like musical like you know like some sort of like rhythm accuracy, but no, I can't play this game. I've tried so many times, and I want to because this Cadence of Hyrule looks really cool, and I'm surprised no one's come up with it before. Uh, but I just I can't do it, dude. I tried so hard to get into it. There's a um, mode you can set. There's, so there's different characters, and there's a character you can set that you don't have to follow the rhythm like you can just move but um, then like what's the fun in that <laughs> i'm just playing well, like, the, a, like a dungeon crawl at that point for the still like every enemy, every enemy still follows the because the the thing about the enemies is they they all their patterns are different based on the beat um so like you'll get an enemy that like that moves every every beat but on the fourth beat he'll he'll shoot a laser or like um like there's a in the um in the in the Hyrule version there's a there's Goma Raka, which is Queen Goma from Ocarina of Time, but she has maracas, and I think That's there's like cool. there's maracas in the song that when the maracas play you have to listen for the maracas because that's like when her attack comes out. I think that's how it works. But, that's really cool. I, yeah, I want to get into it, dude. Like it looks like a fun game. I really do want to get into it, especially with the the cadence of Hyrule content like i love zelda man zelda has some of the best music out of any game i played at least the most iconic yeah, yeah. so it's really cool to see uh this crypt of the necro dancer like um um so i'm looking for a crossover with it 
Maybe I'll give it another try. I own it on Switch. Maybe I just didn't give it enough time to like really sink my teeth into it. But tell you what, Wasabi, for you, I'll give it another shot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wish I could play, um, but my Switch is fucking dead. <laughs> you were telling me that. Like, you, you had Switch. turned it on in like, in like a month, and then when you went to play with it, it like didn't turn on. Yeah, it does not turn on. It does not charge. Um, I'm, I, I tr- I'm trying to leave it on the charger for like a week and see what happens, but yeah like maybe oh, i can so open funny. it up and just replace the battery i'm hoping i can do that but i need a new one anyway um i was hoping i can just get a uh uh a switch a mini what was that one called switch, mini switch. switch light a switch light yeah because i never i never dock it i always just play it in handheld so that'd be perfect i'm the same way like i hardly ever dock my switch but i know if, if i didn't have it I would like want to dock it. Actually, that's a lie. I play Smash Brothers with my my brother whenever he comes over, so it's always on the TV at that point. Oh yeah. Um, but no, that looks really cool. Um, the season pass is available right now with the character pass available as of today. Uh, with promises, the music pack and the campaign expansion are going to be available before the end of October. And if you know if you're stingy, you can wait till October twenty third. And they promise to have a uh, complete edition with all the expansions together. So that's something to, you know, if you like Cadence of Hyrule, these expansions might add some more playability. Um, another game that was announced at the same uh, Direct Mini was uh, Rogue Company. Uh, competitive, like a uh, competitive uh, objective-based third-person shooter that is free to play. So that might be cool to check out if you're... If you absolutely need that in your life or for your Switch collection. Um yeah. Road Company is um that's uh that's from High Res, the guys that make Smite. Which when I heard that, I thought that was a pretty interesting like shift, you know, to go from Smite to like a military shooter. Well, it's not really a military shooter. There's a lot of like weird like sci-fi gimmicks to it that look really interesting uh the game's available to play now to download and play with um it's still in early access so they're still releasing content stuff for it so i mean if you get bored like playing any other like free-to-play games on switch this might be something that's worth looking into it kind of reminds me of like a third person like counter-strike with like some hero mechanics does that make sense yeah yeah it's also on I think it's on everything and it has cross yeah. platform, I think. So Yeah, it's on a PS4, Xbox One, and PC with cross play and uh cross save and cross progression. So literally you can like wake up in the morning, play it on your PC and play it I don't know, on your Switch while you're on your break at work or something and carry your progress over. That's really cool. I wish more games would do stuff like that. Yeah. I'm gonna have to try this out. See how good it is, or yeah, try it out later today. It Stream yeah. it. Stream it, man. If I have time, my wife's gonna be at work. I'll fucking I'll play with you. Fuck it. Fuck yeah. Um, another thing that surprised me was a WWE 2K Battlegrounds, which is like a like an arcade style like WWE fighting game. You yeah, know what I mean? They, like it looks they, really cartoony. They made something like this before. I forgot what it was called. Um. Uh, 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 fuck! What the uh, shit? 
I forgot what it was. Legends? WWE Legends of... Uh, it was Legends of uh, WrestleMania or something like that. Where it was, it was in this like kind of style. Uh, this game looks fucking like shit. <laughs> I mean, it looks fun, but like in a weird, like, kind of silly way. I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd be into it. I don't but play I mean, a lot if, of if WWE games. Me neither. But like, there's a but part I... where like Stone Cold Steve Austin is like crying. <laughs> where is it? The like part where he's like crying on the floor. I'm like, what is happening? And like Andre the Giant's like throwing a temper tantrum. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird. It's definitely weird as hell. But I mean, like, if that's your appeal, man, if you're like a huge WWE fan, this is gonna have all kinds of like WWE superstars from across the decades. How long has WWE been around? Like thirty years? I know there's gonna be some time. Yeah. I know there's someone in the comments like, well, actually, I don't care. I don't watch wrestling. <laughs> well, um, actually, it dates back to, if you count the ancient Egyptian times, it'll, it goes way back <laughs> to the BC. It's like, okay. <laughs> but no, um, I've never been much for wrestling. I can definitely see the appeal of it, though. I used to be this huge, like, elitist confession time because I used to watch a, it's a little backstory. My dad's a martial artist. And so I grew up watching, um, like, competitions and, uh, more importantly, UFC when, like, that became a thing. Uh, I'm talking, like, old-school UFC, though, before it was sanctioned, before they had uh, weight classes. And so I would watch that. So when, re- when my friends were watching WWE, I was, I was that kid who was like, why would you like that? It's all fake. You should watch UFC instead. Like, I was that yeah. kid for a long time. And um, I probably shouldn't have been watching UFC because those fights got really brutal. <laughs> like, this was, like, yeah. back in the day when, like, you had to, like, go to, like, Blockbuster and, like, rent, like, these UFC, like, tapes. Like, that's how, how long ago this was. And uh, I was that kid. But now I can kind of appreciate it. You know, it's it's theatrical, like, storytelling. It's no different from, like... You know, go into like a like a, a live show or something. So if that's your yeah. cup of tea, if that's your cup of tea, man, I mean, good more power to you. And if you were like one of the kids I made fun of when I was like when I was in like elementary school, I apologize. I, I see, uh, I see the appeal. Um, yeah, I was I was really into wrestling in like yeah. the Attitude Era. Ah, um, so like the '90s and everything was like all edgy and in yeah. your face. Yeah, that's I don't know. But I feel like that's when it was cool to be in a wrestling. Now, not so much, I don't think. But uh, also, I know it's like the fine print on a part of this that says additional accessories required for multiplayer mode sold separately. Uh, what does that mean? I don't. I don't know. Maybe like more controllers. I'm thinking, but I mean, maybe. But like that's weird way to say that. Knowledge. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of common knowledge that you need more controllers to play with more people. That is a really yeah. weird way to put that, though. Well, whatever. Anyway, yeah. Um, now the stuff I want to talk about, man. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, shit, dude. Not only did Atlas announce a Nocturne HD remaster, but we also finally, finally got 
of release year for Shin Megami Tensai Five. Oh my god, dude! I was fucking doing backflips when I saw that shit. Oh my god, dude! I was so happy. Uh, those of you who don't know, I recently, when I say recently, I mean like maybe last year, uh, became a huge SMT fan. I started with Persona Four, and when I first got my Vita, I got Persona Four Golden, and I loved it. And I was like, well, if this is the fourth game in the franchise, like, what else is there? And that led me down a rabbit hole of not just the other Persona games, but, like, SMT. Um, and from there, I've bought SMT4, SMT4 Apocalypse, Digital Devil Saga. Um, oh, God, I bought so many SMT games, like, since then. And... SMT five got announced like the day like the before the switch came out. It was announced with the switch, and we still haven't heard shit about it till like this this conference. Yeah. Um, I am excited for SMT five, dude. I cannot wait for it to come out. I know literally nothing about it, but so all I need to know is that's SMT five, and I'm excited. The the Shin Megami Tensei series, is that like is it like um is it like Final Fantasy in that the numbers don't matter? Like yes different? and no. Um, so the games have a sort of chronological order to them. The thing with the games, though, is that the big gimmick, I, I don't, I don't want to say gimmick, but for lack of a better term, is in these games you have control over how it ends based on um, there's always three. There's Chaos, order and neutral and the way to unlock them is different but most games follow uh that layout uh some games some spin-offs have more or less endings but the problem with smt is they're not really um they don't really uh advise which endings the canon ending and a lot of these games take place in, like alternate universes or like an end of the world thing so there's some call-outs if you played the earlier games, but they really don't matter that much. So you, yeah. can, you can jump into SMT5 and enjoy it just fine. Um, I started with SMT4. I never played 3. I've been told by friends there are some call-outs to 3 if, you play, if you've played it. Um, but I, I'm excited, dude. Like I love SMT. Uh, it's kind of like... Remember back in the 90s during the Satanic Panic with uh, Pokemon? And everything, everything people were saying about Pokemon. Yep. Yeah, SMT is like what those people were scared Pokemon was. <laughs> oh, okay. Damn. That's the best way to describe it. Like it's, it follows a lot on demonology, and it uses a lot of mythological figures, and it doesn't rule out like Christian figures either. So, Christian demons like Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub are. Um, recruitable party members in this game, and that scares a lot of people off. But it's not the same. Like, if you're really religious, obviously it's gonna make you uncomfortable. But I think that's part of the charm of it. Because wait, you could you could recruit Satan as a party member? Um, and some of them, yeah. Like, if you ever played <laughs> Persona, like Satan's like a recruitable persona in those games. Yeah. Um, but he's not like, hey, I'm Satan. What? Uh, here's my stats. <laughs> <laughs> well what's cool with it is that it looks at um demons across all a lot of different 
uh, religions and uh, backgrounds. So in this game, you can recruit creatures like Kelpie from Celtic folklore, um, ghosts, um, skeletons, stuff like that. And there are even some named like mythological figures like, um, oh God, like Orochimaru and um, God damn it. I'm trying to think of like Japanese, like mythical beings. And oh, they're all cute. like recruitable. <laughs> Mel Gibson, or not Mel Gibson, uh, Tom Cruise. Um, what's funny is that they're all like recruitable demons, and it's just, it's really cool, man. I can't describe it. It's its a really fun, different experience. If you want like a different RPG where the combat actually matters, like that's one thing. You're not going to be mashing the attack button in every fight. Like you're going to be very careful with what moves you use, uh, how you use them for every single fight. Um, and the fact that SMT3, which a lot of people consider like the best of the modern SMT games, is coming to Switch 2, uh, that's got me really excited. I haven't played 3 yet, so I'm definitely looking forward to that when that comes out. When was the last time one of these came out? Uh, prob if we're talking mainline, SMT4 Apocalypse. And that came out on the 3DS back in 2014, I want to say, maybe 15. 16 i was way off damn uh yeah so that was the last like mainline fmt game since then it's all been fucking persona which is a good game but smt's got some got some balls man like yeah they're not I was, easy i was they're wondering if like they need to would they need to modernize these a bit for the modern times like with that remaster you're definitely hitting the crowd that already knows about the, this the series, but the people who are coming into it fresh, I feel like would would they need anything to change for it to be like? Would they need to modernize it a bit? For, um, there's uh, a couple things I can think of uh, with the SMT games. They're very uh, they're very difficult games. Like a lot of people find them very hard to play. And they're not like they're not easy games, but as long as like you're paying attention, uh, you're 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 being careful with how you build your team up, how you recruit your demons. Um, it's not the hardest game, but a lot of people can be turned off with how difficult it is. Uh, there's a lot of times playing, and people make fun of me, but there's a lot of times playing SMT four where I was like, "Fuck this!" I had to turn it off for like a week because it got so frustrating. And people argue SMT4 is like the easiest game in the series, but fuck them. I don't have time to like dedicate all this time into grinding like everyone thinks I do. Um, so maybe if they add like a, diffi a difficulty option for new players, I know Blasphemous, how dare you make the game more accessible to people? But <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 I think that would be probably the only thing I'd have to do. You know, leave, leave those difficulty options, leave a classic difficulty for, the, for SMT fans. But add like an easy option for like, you know, newer newer people getting into it, or like, I don't know, people who only play Persona because Persona's so much easier compared to SMT. Okay. But they're great right. games. They're really fun. Great dungeon design. Great level design. Great stories. All of them have fantastic stories. Uh, they're they're much bigger scoped than people think. Like you're not just um trying to restore like 
a country or anything like that, like old RPGs do. Like this is you're talking about reshaping reality. Like they get really fucking philosophical, and that's what I love about them. Uh, definitely, that's one I'm excited for. I know I talked on a little bit more than maybe you want to hear about this obscure Japanese RPG, but SMT Five is gonna be something special, man, and I can't wait. And it's coming out simultaneously worldwide, so like. I don't have to worry about Japan getting it sooner and fucking spoiling the game for me before I can play it. Like, it's coming out at the same time for everyone worldwide. Well, you know, Atlas and put those restrictions on the, you can't, uh, the streaming button is disabled, so fuck you, and we're not going to turn it back on, so, and you can only talk about the first three and a half minutes of the game uh, for the first year, and then, you know. Uh, with that Nocturne re- uh, remaster, it sounds like that's multi-platform which you can't tell yes yes um they didn't announce it but it is coming out on ps4 and switch excuse me which has a lot of people excited um again i've never played nocturne but now i was gonna buy it on ps3 because it had like a ps2 re-release on ps3 um but now that i know it's coming out in hd i'll just play that yeah also, fun fact, if you ever see that meme uh, featuring Dante from Devil May Cry, you have Nocturne to thank for that. Okay. Never, I don't know if I've seen that. Really? It's it's a really funny like little thing. So when Nocturne came out in the States, it had a... At that point, SMT was and will kind of still isn't like a big name in the States. So to boost sales, they worked out a deal with Capcom to put Dante from Devil May Cry as a recruitable demon in the game. Oh. So if you look, yeah, so if you look at the original case for Nocturne, there's a big fucking sticker on it that says featuring Dante from Devil May Cry. <laughs> and it's kind of like a meme at least among like SMT fans. So yeah, there's a fun little fact for you. Uh, I'm excited. I'm a huge SMT fan, so I can't wait for that to come out. And uh, you can all tell me how wrong I am in the comments <laughs> and how I don't know shit about SMT. I'm sure someone will. Definitely. I mean, I love the SMT games, but like the fan base can be so elitist. It's like it's frustrating. <laughs> like you can't even fucking talk about SMT without someone like shit talking you. It's so frustrating. Um, you can't talk about No Man's Sky without people fucking getting up in arms either. You know, there's still people that are just like, man, those guys really fucked up, huh? But, you know, they spent like the last 12 years making up for that. So um, they put out another update uh, called the Desolation Update for No Man's Sky. And so it does a lot of shit. Again, they, they've, they're they're... They're trying to add well, many more features to the game. So it this this update adds uh, abandoned freighters that you can explore for rewards, you know, loot and shit. Um, there's like in in their patch notes they use the word procedural like a lot, uh, which was kind of a problem when the game came out. Like all the procedural shit that just didn't really connect to anything. It was just like, oh yeah, you know, you made this. Uh, 
you made this tower here, but like, what you know, what's it, what's it do though? Like, what's it mean? And ultimately, nothing. Um, yeah, like that's the my big complaint with it when I was watching gameplay of it is that the procedural stuff didn't really like generate anything interesting. Yeah, it would generate it would generate some funny like aliens once in a while, but it didn't really add anything to the game. At least I didn't think so watching it. But nah, yeah. dude, they look like they come a long way. Like they're adding a ton of shit to it. It looks like actually like the game they promised when they first announced it. Yeah. So and I can I understand agree. being mad at it, but like, how can you be mad at it now with like everything they've added? Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, "Oh, too little, too late, you missed your chance." But like, no, they're they're hunkering down and and doing some some really cool stuff. Like, regardless yeah. of whether it should have been there in the beginning exactly and like what's too late about it people are still playing it it still has a pretty active like community doesn't it i think so especially since it's um cross play now or cross platform so like everyone can play together and it's got that multiplayer multiplayer now so it's it's literally everyone's connected you can play with anyone um which is what people wanted to begin with. So, see, that's really cool, and it doesn't just add like this uh, these freighters and stuff. It improves graphical things like lighting. Uh, it improves the combat. They promise the combat's going to be faster and more dynamic. So about like, that, like, I, I yeah. did. I did. I did load this up just to like, man. They, like, I, I don't know. Every time they update, I, I kind of load the game up and go. I should try this out. But I end up starting over because, like, it's it's always, like, a huge update. The combat, I can speak to because that's something you can experience just from the get-go. I did not notice any improvements to the combat. It's still, really? it, like, the movement, the movement in general just feels totally so rigid and bad. Like, I don't like the movement. I don't like the aiming. I don't like the the traversal. Like anything involving aiming a thing and moving, it just doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. Um, so, but I play in first person. It defaults to the third person. Uh, but I play in first person. Um, but yeah, I did not notice any improvements in that regard. So I don't know. That was that was <laughs> that was my not necessarily a combat. Maybe the combat is better, but. The aiming it feels like. Remember how Fallout felt before Fallout Four? Oh yeah, that's how this feels. That feels okay. That's a best way to describe it. Yeah. So, I'm gonna ask you now, Wasabi. Uh, in the year of our Lord 2020, would you recommend picking up No Man's Sky? Well, I was one of the guys that you know. I got this game on launch day on ps4 and then when it launched on pc i got it on launch day on pc put in 80 hours on ps4 i think i put in 40 hours on pc um i like the game that's like i like the loop of the game it's super chill it's you know it doesn't it doesn't do it it does what you want it to do you know you 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 um you you fly around your ship and you and you mine research. It's like Minecraft, but in space, basically. Yeah. Um, again, it's another kind of game. Like you got to be in the mood for this type of game. Again, um, 
because it's not there's not a lot of stuff like it. So if if it's if it's something you're in the mood for, it definitely. And I mean, it's cheap now. It's like thirty dollars or less. It's on Game I'm, Pass. Um, I'm on the Steam page right now, and it's like sixty bucks. Oh really? Yeah, on Steam it is. Maybe like on console oh. it's cheaper. I don't know. Well, it, it said they said here fifty percent off on PS4. So ah, okay. Maybe maybe that version. Yeah, it's twenty five dollars on PS4. But is it? It's fifty. Okay. Was well, it was on PS4 a lot longer though? But it, it is on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, you could just play it on Game Pass. And that's one dollar. Um, and you know it's cross it's cross platform, so you can play with your friends wherever they may be. Um, it's like it's way better now than it was before. Okay. So if you just want a chill game, you know, put a podcast on and just mine resources or just do some like space trading like maybe you just want to haul space cargo in your space truck and trade it across the galaxy you can do that or if you just want to chronicle the flora and fauna of different planets you can do that um it's, it's a game that lets you just play however you want and now there's you know you can build bases and um i don't think you can build the ships yet but you can like there's different types of ships you can find uh i don't know it's it's, it's a good exploration game okay that might so, be fun then. I'll probably pick it up when it's on sale. It was on sale for the, it was on sale during the uh, the last Steam sale for like thirty bucks, and I, I wish I picked it up then. I mean, yeah. when it goes on sale, look at I'll nab it, and give it a shot. Um, with that being said, uh, Xbox, we have a new Xbox Series X showcase that's set to be live streamed this Thursday. Uh, we did have uh, some announcements, though, that uh, Project X Clouds could be included with Game Pass Ultimate, and that the Xbox One X and One S, the all digital edition, have been discontinued. So, I mean, I'm not surprised by that with these newer, more powerful consoles coming out. I always yeah. felt from the beginning that like Xbox spread themselves too thin with all these different models. You know what I mean? And it's not like one model is better than the other. They just have a bunch of different models to fit different needs. It seems and, weird to me to, to release that. Yeah, well, because I think where they fucked up was like they had, they kept revising their shit. Like yeah. when it launched, when it launched, it had, well, even before it launched, they were like, hey, you're not, we're going to have all these features and you're going to have to sign in and authenticate through our servers. And then people hated that, which, you know what? If we go back to that, I enjoyed the idea of just activating a video game, be it disc or digital, and being able to trade that like with anyone like even if it was digital i can just say hey disable this on my account and send it to my friend and he can activate it on his account and it's a digital game and i can just trade it with people just like that like that was a cool idea i think i like that idea too and i feel like all, sh all jokes aside, I feel like where Microsoft messed up is that they didn't take into account that not everybody is okay with that. Especially, I mean, PC gamers, like you and me, you know, all of our games are digital anyway, so it's not too different from what we're used to. Yeah. But a lot of console gamers coming from the 360 and the PS3, I could see why they were hesitant to jump into that uh, side of the pool there. 
It just yeah. I, I hate that like so like Microsoft punked out and they're like, "Yep, we're not doing that now." I feel but, like because if you're if you're this might be a hot take, but if you're buying a fucking PS4 or even you know let's let's think ahead here if you're buying a ps5 or an xbox series x you're fucking you're connecting it to the internet let's be real here all right yeah. there's not there's never going to be a situation where you're not connecting and if you're and if you're not going to connect to the internet then you shouldn't be buying one my opinion my opinion like dude is right yeah. there's a console for you it's called xbox 360 yeah. i mean he shouldn't he probably shouldn't have shut it like that but I've, it's I agree. The truth, though. I agree, and even if you look at it now, like internet connections are required for most games. Like, God forbid, you know, let's say you didn't have internet and you bought. Remember when uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five came out? Most of that yeah. game was online. Like, you had to download the fucking game, even though you bought the disc. You had to download the game anyway in an up in a day one update. So, like, how is that different? From an all digital system you know what i mean yeah like all games have day one patches when they come out all games like have constant updates they release broken and shit like that like if you're buying any of these consoles you're gonna have a bad experience regardless of if online is required or not if you're not online you're gonna have a bad experience Mm -hmm. um so like just the the mere idea of now look some some of the things they were doing was like it has to authenticate every three hours or it's going to like kick you out. Like I, I forget what it was specifically, but it had some stuff like that. That was kind of like, maybe you should increase this to like, I don't know, like seven days or something like that. Um, but I don't know. I feel like they could have refined the idea a little bit and it would have been fine. But yeah, that that's my take on that anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. Everything. I agree with everything you said. Um, we're going to see their new showcase this Thursday. Uh, it's going to be live streamed this Thursday. I can't, I want, I want to check it out. Just see what Xbox is bringing to the table here. Um, I'm not sad that these other models have been discontinued. I want to see the new shit, you know, let's see what they got. Yeah. I feel like they'll just, they'll keep the Xbox one X, um, for like that low tier. Then they'll have the Series X for that high tier, and then they still have yet to announce. Like I, I think there's going to be a middle tier, yeah, for, for for people who want that. And then that's that's kind of like where you want to be. Like that's that's very PC of them to do something like that. Um, the way they word everything that they've been saying was like, we're going to deliver the best version, no matter what you're playing on. It, it sounds <laughs> like it's going to th- just that wording. It sounds like they're going to it's going to be tiered off like that. And it's just going to auto adjust based on whatever it detects, which is cool. See, now that's, that's interesting to me because it is cool, but I'm worried that they'll spread themselves a little too thin with that, you know, to have three different models there on the shelf, you know, let's take it this way. Like you're an average consumer, you know, you don't know anything about like Xbox or PlayStation. You see three fucking models of Xbox and one model of PlayStation, you know, you're probably going to lean more towards a simpler one, you know, or you'll lead to whatever's cheaper or you'll lead to whatever's like, cheaper. Too. You'll, 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 you know, you've, you determine your budget and you'd be like, well, this one's like, cause at the end of the day, it's all Xbox and the way they're saying everything is going to be compatible with everything. Like their, their entire first year, I think they said 
all their games are going to still be on Xbox One. I think that's what they said. Yeah, like for, I remember for the first year. So all those games are going to run on whatever Xbox you decide to buy. So if you do decide to get an Xbox One, you'll still be able to play Halo 5 and and Forza 6 and you know whatever Hellblade comes out and you know yeah. shit like that. Like everything will still be that's why they, that's why they word it like that is because it's all going to say Xbox, but it's going to have different prices on it. And you can determine from there. Like it might be a little confusing, but I think just calling everything Xbox and I don't know, they, the naming schemes a little bad, I think because there's so much like series Xbox one X series X and whatever that middle tier is going to be. But I think people will look yeah. at that price and go, they, they can determine just based on the price, what they want. Yeah. No, I didn't think about that. You're right. People who go in like not knowing anything about the system are just going to grab the cheapest one. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'll be here on Thursday to to stream this this event live. Twist TV slash Game Overse. Um, <laughs> nice. I will be working, so I'll probably like chime in every once in a while or something between like business calls. Um, but more news. Uh, speaking of Xbox, oh, I got the hiccups like crazy. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we got a bunch of games coming out to Xbox Game Pass. Um, I'm just going to light fire them off. We got Forager coming out July 16th, along with Mountain Blade uh, Warband coming out the same day. Uh, July 23rd, this one's got me interested. We have Carrion coming out. So that game is launching that same date. So it's launching on Game Pass. Awesome. So that's really cool to see. Um, Carrion is definitely one I was looking into. It's a Devolver Digital joint, so anything they put out, I at least look at. Um, we have Golf with Friends coming out July 23rd, too. Um, Grounded coming out July 28th. Nowhere Profit, that's released. That's going to be coming out console and PC July 30th. Uh, way, so going back the- to Grounded, Grounded for a second, um, yeah. if you remember, that is Obsidian's... Uh, survival game i do not remember yeah obsidian announced that like at e3 like the last not at e3 it was at the xbox like show oh i do remember this one where you're like shrunk down in in a backyard yeah it's like honey i shrunk the kids survival type shit um i'm excited to try that because one it's obsidian and two the concept seems really cool but That's an interesting then, survival concept. Like, it's yeah. definitely the most original survival concept. But what's got me concerned is it's still a survival game. So yeah, that's that's right? the other thing. That's yeah. the other thing for me is I'm not into survival shit. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, it's good. I don't want games to be bad, but you know, I'm very cynical. Um, then we have the Tourist coming out July 30th. And Yakuza Kiwami 2 coming out July 30th. And all of those games I just mentioned are available for console and PC, except for Mountain Blade, that's only on console. And uh, Golf with Friends is only PC. Um, like, it looks cool, man. Like, I, I, every time I see Game Pass announce new shit, it leans me closer and closer to, like, actually getting a Game Pass account. <laughs> it's cheap, man. It's like $1 to start and then, like, $5 after that. So, and then it's just all you can eat for $5. 
I might have to check it out every every week. I'm like, I'll check it out, but I never do. But I will one day. I don't know um, how Mountain Blade. How does Mountain Blade Warband work on console? Like, isn't that no a very idea. PC game? It is a very PC game, so I have no <laughs> idea how it's console. Um, I've never played it, but I have a lot of friends who love it, and um, the, from what they described, I'm like, how's this gonna work on console? I'm sure there's someone listening who's like, well, actually, it's gonna play like this, but you know, I'm not, I don't care. I've never played the game before, <laughs> so I mean, if it works, it works, man. Like, good on them. Um, as for new announcements, we have uh, Atelier Ryza Two got an announcement trailer. I'm not a fan of the Atelier Rise the series. I never played them. Have you played any of them? Uh, nope. They're very RPG ass RPGs. Yeah. Um, I think there's like cooking and and shit like that involved. Yeah. So I mean, if you're into them, cool. But I'm not a fan. I might try this new one if it's good. You know, someone mentioned in the chat if I could start with two and then I'll have an okay experience. Uh, new Overcooked. Coming out overcooked, all you can eat. Which I've never played overcooked. It looks like fun though. It looks like a really fun party game. Yeah. Um, I I think the first one was free on PS Plus a while ago, so I might download that, play with my wife, so we have something to play together. Uh, but here's something big though. We got a 17 minute gameplay or a gameplay uh playthrough for Shadow Warrior Three. I uh, yeah, that's, that's something I'm into, man. I love Mr. I Shadow Warrior. I didn't watch this, but I should. I watched a good half of it last night as I was drifting off to sleep, and then my wife told me to shut that off. I'm in bed, uh, but <laughs> um, it looks good, dude. Like it, 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 it looks more like Shadow Warrior One. I didn't see like a lot of RPG like Borderlands loot stuff that we had in Shadow Warriors Shadow Warrior Two. Okay, and it looks more like Shadow Warrior One, but with all this extra stuff on it. Uh, looks like magic still there. Uh, sword fighting looks like it's a little bit different from what I was seeing in the gameplay. It looks like because you're switching to a sword really fast. I think the sword might be a dedicated button now instead of a weapon you have to equip. That's probably better. Because he was swapping between like his sword and gun really fast. It's probably like the chainsaw in Doom or something. Maybe, but he was doing combos and stuff with the sword too. So it fought uh-huh. like it was a dedicated weapon, but it wasn't like a weapon you had to swap to. It looks like it was his own dedicated button. Um, again, all speculation. I haven't played it yet. The game's still hilarious. They brought the same actor to play Lo Wang, who's funny as shit, dude. Every time he says something, it cracks me up. I know they're like cheap dick jokes, but I don't care. They're funny. Very um, Nickelodeon humor. Yeah. But I don't care, man. It's funny. Who gives a shit? Um, it has a grappling hook, which was really cool to see him use. He was like swinging from shit. Uh, it had a lot of platforming, kind of like Doom Eternal had. Like this game looks like it's taking a lot of like inspiration from Doom Eternal or just Doom in general with the way it moves, the way it plays. Which, I mean, I'm okay with. I fucking love Doom. I know you like Doom, too, so. Yeah. This will be really fun to see. Um, You got the gameplay trailer running? Cool, let's watch it just for a second. For a second, we turn it up. Yeah. We can cut this out when we make an audio-only thing. 
But <laughs> no, it'll, it'll be <laughs> no, they'll just we do this on video as well. So twitch.tv slash gameoverse, youtube.com slash C slash gameoverse. Like right here, which it's just weird to me because like I don't know how the sword works because he's holding the sword, physically holding it. But when you watch like some gameplay where he's like shooting up motherfuckers, he's like swapping between the sword and his pistol really fast. Huh. So I'm like, yeah. is it a is it an equipable weapon or is it like a button you just push and you whip it out? Like Yeah, it must just be a button. Oh, there's no commentary on this, huh? No. So that's but, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I don't need commentary when I watch a gameplay video. Uh, the scenery looks really cute. It looks really nice. Like graphically speaking, I think it's the best looking Shadow Warrior game we've gotten so far. I think I, I think I do prefer the like the style of the first game, which is just like more, uh, more, more a more guided like direct approach. Yeah, I liked it more too, and it looks like this is what this one is. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't finish the whole video. Like I said I watched like half of it, but I didn't see like any loot drops or stat management between weapons. Yeah, it looks more like the first one with some enhanced gameplay. See, look, look at that. Look how fast like he swaps between shit. Like, God, this looks good. Oh man, right? it looks so good, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> like, I want to. I want it. I want it so bad. Like it, this, this looks like what Shadow Warrior Two should have been, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean that that second game was definitely like it was a cool experiment. Um, but I, I don't think it like held up throughout the entire game. This, yeah. you know, they with a little more focused approach, I think they can they can do cooler stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's still like magic and shit. Like he's still like force pushing dudes and like. So it looks like the magic too is still in there, which I really liked. Like I, I love the what I loved about the first Shadow Wars. You're you're constantly swapping between like guns, and your sword and like magic. Like, I I like games that give you a lot of options to tackle combat. Because yeah. I'm the kind of guy who will like cycle through them and try to find the most optimum way to play. Like. How can I explain it? Um, as an action game fan, you know, like Bayonetta, Devil May Cry, I love games that give you like all these options because it kind of lets you like express yourself and how you want to play. And that's kind of that's what Doom does. I mean, Doom just yeah. gives you like a playground and says, "Hey, fucking have at it!" Like it gives you even even it sets the the, the landscape of the battle arenas sets up like, "Hey, there's grappling hooks here." There's spots you can swing from and you can get high ground you can get low ground and just kind of it's like mastering their arena as well as mastering yeah. your abilities in the arena and what's cool is that like a lot of people felt like doom was limited with the way how some enemies like required certain techniques to kill them but like i didn't see anything wrong with that because they still gave you options like for example that uh that spider what was it called? God damn it. That spider demon that had the rockets on its back or had that, that turret on its back. And you could take out that turret with either a sticky grenade from your shotgun or by, um, or by shooting it with a regular gun. Or if you want to take it out really fast, 
you could use the uh, the zoom or the the scope mod from your assault rifle. Like, even though these enemies require like specific techniques, it still gives you an option of how you want to tackle it. Yeah, and it looks like this new Shadow Warrior is doing something really similar. Like you're watching the gameplay video now, he's killing this weird like puzzle box, not puzzle box, like this weird like, like trick box demon. Thing. Yeah, like an accordion yeah. thing. Just wa- watch when he kills it. Like this, this cracks me up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, it, it it looks a lot like Doom Eternal because it has that like dash. You can dash, but you can also like crouch, dash, slide. It looks like. Yeah. And like I'm into it, dude. Like, and it, it, it's crazy because like the grappling hook. You saw like how he pulled in that like barrel. That kind of reminded me of Bullet Storm, you know, with the lasso. Yeah. Like the, this game's jiving with me like hard, dude. Like yeah. <laughs> I really want to play this game. Um, I'm into it, dude. Like I'm, I'm. Uh, I know I keep repeating myself, but I'm a hundred and ten percent into it. Uh, I can't wait till this comes out, and I can't wait to play it. We're definitely gonna stream this and talk about it when this comes out did this get a release date yet uh not that i know of let me look it up at the end of this or something at the end of this like i said i didn't finish it i was watching it last night my wife told me to turn it off yeah it doesn't look like it has a date uh 2021 Uh, uh even on the steam page just says 2021 damn Like everything about that game, dude. I'm like, I'm into it. Like, I haven't seen anything there. Like, I haven't liked. I mean, I get it's a trailer it's supposed to sell the game to me, but it did a great job selling that game to me. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um, in uh, other news, we have uh, another trailer for uh, Tem Tem Kisiwa Island, which is a new update for the uh, Pokemon. Uh, inspired Temtem game, which I've heard good things about. A lot of people are saying that this is way better than a, than a Sword and Shield. I haven't played it yet, but I've been told it's pretty good. Um, it's an open-world Pokemon, multiplayer Pokemon. Yes, it's a Pokemon MMO, so all you people have been asking for it, Nintendo hasn't made it, here's play Temtem. Apparently it's it's just like Pokemon. If you like Pokemon, you'll like Temtem. It's insane to me, dude. It's insane that they keep making the same game over and over and everyone's fine with that. <laughs> dude, <laughs> like, I, I agree. Like, oh God. I, I, I was a huge Pokemon fan growing up. Um, I've played literally every Pokemon game that's come out. And around Sun and Moon, I started to fall off. Because even though Sun and Moon like changed a ton of stuff, the core of the game was still the same to me, and I, I was bored with it. Um, and it, it, it blows my mind, too. They can just do the same thing and get away with it, and people are just like, whatever. Um, I thought Sword and Shield would kind of set them on the right path, because a lot of people were pissed about it. And not only were they not changing things, they are actively removing content that was in the earlier games, but still sold like crazy, so it didn't make a difference. Um, especially since I don't know when when like a series jumps to like a new platform, I always have much higher expectations for it. Yes. Like one one example I had was um, 
the God Eater series was like only on PSP for like the longest fucking time. It was on PSP and like Vita. So I was like, okay, there's some expectations here that, you know, they're, they're portable games, so they can't, you know, they can't expand as much as they want. But then God Eater 3 came out and that was a PS4 game. And I'm like, oh yeah, they can finally, they finally have the chance to do what they, what they got to do here. And no, same shit, same fucking shit. Yeah, dude, and and it's and I on the opposite end of the spectrum. You know, I'm a huge Monster Hunter fan too. I was making excuses for Monster Hunter because they all they've all come out on the 3DS since like I want to say three Ultimate. Yeah. So I they but they changed enough of it that I was like, okay, they're changing enough that it's still it's different every time. But when World came out, and that was like a full console release. You know, they went fucking all out. They changed everything. Uh, the game was the game looked better. The game was broader. So, like, if if Capcom can do it with Monster Hunter, why can't Nintendo do it with Pokemon? Like, I, I mean, they did it with like Zelda. Like, they did it with Breath of the Wild. Yeah. They did it with um, Mario Odyssey. I'm like, oh, they're gonna like revamp their entire like all their franchises are gonna come out on the Switch completely fucking revamped. And nope, Pokemon same shit. Pokemon Snap yeah, like- gonna be the same shit. Yeah, dude, like, how can you look at Pokemon Sword and Shield and be like, yep, I'll buy that. That's worth $60. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't look much better than the the portable games. Um, Especially since you don't get all the Pokemon. Like, I don't, like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's frustrating for me because I want to like Pokemon again, but I just don't think <laughs> Gold and Silver, Gold and Silver Climax for me. Um, I know a lot of people like, um, damn, what was the other one? Uh, they like one of those 3DS ones that um, um, I never X played. X and Y? X and Y, I think it might have been. Or Black and White, Black and White 2. Um, X and Y was when I, I think the series at its highest. Because when I played Black and White 2, I was like, this game's good, but it's not too different from the other DS Pokemon games. And uh-huh. at that point, I told myself, like, as X and Y got announced, or this is before X and Y got announced, I told myself, oh, if the new Pokemon game for 3DS doesn't like blow me away, I'm going to give up on Pokemon. And X and Y was good. It was a good evolution. I feel like the step up in hardware was worth it. And I actually got to see like that jump from DS to 3DS is much bigger than the jump from 3DS to Switch. And that, that shouldn't be the case. You know what I mean? Like, how are you going to jump from the 3DS to a high-definition console and make it such a small difference and charge, like, 60 bucks for it? It's a sadness, man. But people yeah. love it, so I'm, I'm um, in the minority. <laughs> while we're in the chat, there's this game I wanted to put up. Uh, it's called Cassette Beasts. It I think I talked about this a couple podcasts ago. But this looks like another Pokemon like inspired game with like a gimmick that you could like trans they can combine and transform your monsters that you catch. I put it in the chat. Like that looks like more fun than what Sword and Shield is. And this is like a small indie game that's like a oh, fraction nice. of what Sword and Shield costs. Interesting. Well, I think you've shown yeah. this before. I definitely have, but I, I keep talking about it whenever Pokemon comes up. Yeah. 
for those of you who like want to like Pokemon again, here are some alternatives to get into. Can you, can you make like can you make like a sick mixtape and then the Pokemon will transform based on? <laughs> well, that that's the idea like... of it is that they're all like based around like cassettes, and you're basically making a mixtape when you combine them together. So it looks cool. Like I'm, I'm into it. And it looks like like a good alternative to Pokemon if you want something different. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're watching the podcast, you can just play SNT. It's Pokemon with some balls. So there's something. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, Temtem looks cool. Um I'll probably pick that up because I want something to like bring back that magic of Pokemon without having to buy another Pokemon. Um Next gameplay trailer is a sword dueling game called Hellish Court, which I never heard of until I got the show notes here. And it looks like like a Soul Calibur style like weapon fighting game, but with more emphasis on like the weapon part of it. Like there's a lot of really cool parry mechanics. Um, and I watching the gameplay like a dude got his hand cut off when someone hit him, so it looks like it's. It's supposed to be a more realistic take on like a 3D like weapon based fighting game. Like it kind of reminds me of uh what was that PS1 game that came out? Uh Blade Warrior or hold on. What was it called? Bushido Blade. It kind of reminds me of uh Bushido Blade. Which had a very similar concept that uh, you could fight with weapons and like weapons are like a one hit kill type of thing. I'm always like bad at these games, dude. Like this, dude, this seems too. like this seems like actual like sword fighting. Like remember that um, Delhi's Warrior game? <laughs> yes, bad I do remember. One. That. I mean, it was shit, but like that's kind of what this reminds me of. But like more better, not better. I don't know. These games are always weird because they go for like this realistic thing, but it's never. It's always, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's a good. Yeah. Like it, it looks interesting. Uh, if that's your cup of tea, go ahead, pick it up. Um, another trailer we got Blasphemous, The Stir of Dawn, which is a new uh, Blasphemous um, update. Uh, if you haven't played Blasphemous, it is a 2D uh, Metroidvania. It has a lot of inspiration from Dark Souls in the sense it's this dark like fantasy. But the big twist is that it uses a lot of Catholic imagery, which, coming from someone who grew up in a Catholic family, it does a very good job of using that imagery. I mean, it's really cool because like Catholicism itself is um a very uh how can i word it strict religion you know it involves a lot about like self-sacrifice and penance and you know feeling basically feeling bad for what you do (laughs) and trying to make up for it and and blasphemous kind of catches on that a lot you know this whole idea of uh the core Catholicism, or at least the, the, the scary parts of Catholicism. It looks like it twists that up and um, makes a really dark, wow. dark style game out of it. I really like the fucking art in this. Dude, it's cool as hell. Like, you should see the the first one. Like, 
or the the very first release trailer. I'm surprised you never heard of this game before. I th- it looks like similar to other stuff. That's why I like thought I've, I've probably seen this. Maybe I don't know. It looks like other games though, but no, I don't think I've seen this. Dude, it's fucking nuts. It's fucking cool. Um, And coming from someone, again, you know, who grew up in a Catholic family, like this game makes me feel like I need to do some uh, Hail Marys to absolve myself of watching this trailer. Um, (laughs) You know, the game's really dark. It's twisted. um, And this is a free expansion. So if you already own the game, you know, get excited for this shit. Um, That's definitely one we should talk about. I think I might pick it up. We can talk. We should do it. We should stream it. Yeah, it says August fourth. This expansion comes out. The expansion comes out August fourth. The game's already out, so maybe right. we can pick it up. Um, a new uh, Smite trailer came up too for uh, uh the trailer's called God of the Moonless. It's a it's a new um Sukuyami or Sukuyomi. It's a like a Japanese uh. That's the big thing with with Smite, right? Like they're all like you're playing as like mythical beings and gods and stuff, right? Yeah. So they have a new gameplay trailer, or not a gameplay trailer, a new character announcement trailer, which looks cool. But I'm not a big Skype or not a big Smite fan. I've tried to play it on multiple occasions, but it's not my cup of tea, man. I just don't like MOBAs, regardless of yeah. the, uh, the camera angle. I'm just I'm not a MOBA fan. I did get into Smite like a little bit. Um, yeah. Like if I if I had to play a MOBA, it would it'd be Smite. I've I've tried, man. I've tried multiple times getting into it. It's just not my thing. I just like uh, it's on yeah. like console, yeah. so you can like you can use a controller and shit with it. Um, and it just yeah, kind of just works. But yeah. Yeah, man. Kudos to that. Yeah. Uh, kudos to anyone who like who, who, who's into it. I mean, you got a new character coming out, but it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, this is something that's really cool. This uh, we got an early access trailer for a new game called Dual Gear, which looks like Armored Core, but like a tactical turn-based game. That's the way, best way I can describe it. Like, I don't like using games to describe other games, but that's the only way I can describe this one. Yeah, especially if you've never played that game. Um, but, yeah. Like, Armored Core, yeah, like, front mission. Which I've never, I've never played an Armored Core game in my life, but I know of it. They don't, uh, they don't make games like this anymore. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because just yesterday, uh, my brother-in-law turned me on to this game here. Oh, let me find it. There's a demo up for it now. Where the fuck did it go? Hold up. It's kind of a generic name, but the game looks pretty interesting. It's called a Mass Builder. M A S. Mass Builder. Yes. Um, a very generic name, but it looks like Armored Core mixed with like Dynasty Warriors. Okay. Hold up, let me try to find a gameplay trailer for it. I think they've I think they've done that before with like the Dynasty Warriors Gundam. 
So very similar, but I say Dynasty Warriors. The combat looks like Dynasty Warriors. Actually, now that I'm getting a closer look at it, it looks more like like a slower anime. anime. Yeah. But what's cool is that it has that customizable mech aspect that people love about Armored Core. I'm trying to find like an official gameplay trailer. I got one going. It's just someone playing cool. it. This is anime as fuck. It is anime as fuck. But, I mean, if you want something that scratches that uh, Armored Core itch, you got that there. Or, like, Demon X Machina. I heard that's pretty good. And I think that's out of too. A lot of customization here, too. Damn. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, that game has a demo that you can download right now. So, that's something to look into. Uh, it looks. I just brought it up because it looks like Dual Gear. Yeah. Uh, but if you like, you know, more tactical games, definitely check out Dual Gear too. But I think Mass Builder looks more interesting, and it's still in early access. So then next, what do we got? We got Dreamscaper. Just got a uh, early access trailer. Um, this one looks really weird. It's like. A kind of like a twin stick action game, like an isometric action game. But I don't know. Dude. I watched that trailer and it looks really trippy. Um, it kind of reminds me of, oh God, how can I word it? Uh, you ever played uh, Stories? Uh, what's it? Path of, what the fuck was it called? Path of Destiny, I think is what it was called. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it looks the combat looks really similar to it. I mean, it might be interesting. Uh, the game's set to come out August fourteenth, so if it looks like your cup of tea, definitely check it out. Uh, I might look into it because I it looks like all right. Yeah, the, I like the, the art. The art style on the uh, the YouTube thumbnail does not match what this game looks like. <laughs> not at all. Like, not at all. <laughs> I thought it was something else entirely, but okay. And then we got a fault successor to the Paragon. I have no idea what this is. Okay, so if you remember, so okay, if you remember, Epic Games launched a game called Parrot. They didn't even launch it, it was just in forever early access. Uh, They sold it on disc. Uh, it was a MOBA called Paragon, Epic Games. Uh, then they canceled it before it ever released. Yeah, I remember that. It was still in early access and they dropped it. <laughs> uh, so it looks like they're trying to bring it back. Uh, I don't know if these are like the same developers that worked on that or... I don't know anything about this. I just saw this in the in the... I just saw this come up and... I thought it was interesting as a successor to Paragon. Yeah, uh, definitely looks interesting. Um, I've never played Paragon. I had a lot of people tell me it was really good. It's just because it didn't do really well. There wasn't really a community of people playing it. Yeah. But it looks like fun. It looks more like action heavy than most MOBAs. But my, my problem is that it's still a MOBA and I don't like MOBAs. I've yeah. just I've held into the idea that I'm just not gonna like MOBAs, and there's nothing I can do about it. Well, when you when you show off your MOBA, you that's this is what you want to show. You want to show the, the interesting parts. 
Yeah. Uh, it looks cool. I mean, if you like Paragon and you want something to, and you're still upset that it got taken down, I mean, there's something to look forward to. It looks yeah, interesting. Like, it looks like fun, but again, I'm not a MOBA fan, so I'm not the wrong guy to be asking if we should pick this game up. Yeah. I mean, this is what Paragon looked like, so. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much what it looked like. Um, then next we got Golftopia, which this is an early access uh, release trailer. It looks like a, like a golfing game, but with a weird gimmick. Like, how can I explain it? Uh, it lets you create your own courses, but it's really crazy, like, extreme mini golf is the best way to describe it. Um, there's all kinds of crazy courses. Shit's blowing up. I always liked dumb fucking golf. Like, yeah, I, I remember there was a mode in Tiger Woods where in the trailer they had like a battleship come and like run through the island. I'm like, this looks great. <laughs> <laughs> See, like golf itself is such a boring fucking sport to watch. And I'm sorry, like golf fans out there, but I, yeah. I can't stand golf. I think it's fucking boring to play, fucking boring to watch. Yeah. Um, so I like when games, like when they release a golf game, they mix it up by doing something cool like this. Like it looks really cool. Um, I still won't play it because it's golf. And I don't like playing golf, but it's, it's a, it looks like a fun little game. This is, I don't even, how is this golf? <laughs> I don't even see the golf in this. <laughs> like there's like turrets and it's like, is this a sim game? I think it's a simulation game. I don't even think you play golf in this. I have no idea. I think idea you just you I, I think it looks like it looks like you build the park and then golf just happens as you build it. Okay, you can't play it. Okay. Weird. Yeah, man, I can't tell what I'm looking at. Um what we got next. Oh, there's a new Warframe expansion called the Heart of Deimos. Uh it's a new update for um Warframe. It's set to go live August first. At 5 p.m. Now, I've tried to get into Warframe, and I do like what I played, but... Ah, excuse me, the hiccups. I just couldn't get into it. The grind was just too grindy for me. Um, Warframe is one of those games where every time there's an update... There's another game where every time there's an update, I try to jump back in, and I go, I don't know what the fuck, because I already have a character, and yeah. I, just, I try loading that character, and I think that's a mistake. Like, I should just start new because everything just changed. <laughs> everything changes. And it's like, I don't know what's happening anymore. Yeah, dude. Like, I've tried to, I've tried the same. I've tried getting back into it, but I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to play. I might just like restart it and play because it looks like fun. A lot of people are saying how great it is. Um, Hydroid Prime. Hydroid yeah. Prime. That sounds like a <laughs> dumb name. I don't know. Like Hydrate or Hydroid. Sounds like a water robot. Um, up next, I know this one. This has been a pretty big game. A lot of people have been excited for. I just didn't know it was such a big deal. Um, Microsoft's Flight Simulator yeah. just got a pre-order launch trailer. It's set to come out August 18th. Which... From what I've been told about Microsoft Flight Simulator, 
is that it recreates how can I word it? It recreates um, the world almost one to one using Microsoft's uh, satellite system. So you could actually like fly to your house. Yeah. Fly over your house, which sounds fucking cool to me. <laughs> try, try to land on your house. Yeah, which sounds awesome to me. Um, if it's anything I, like like Google Maps uh, did a thing like that in their like VR thing. But it wasn't, um, it wasn't like, it didn't look anything like this for one. Like it yeah. looks like, um, once you, first of all, only like major, major cities and like landmarks were, were fully modeled. Um, everything else was just like, everything else was there. It was just flat. But like, if you go to like the Eiffel tower, it'll be there, but it like, everything looked like paper mache. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it didn't look good. Like this looks good. Yeah. And this has been a big deal for a while. Like a lot of people have been excited for this. Yeah. I didn't even know this was happening until uh, until the show notes. So you sent me, sent me the show notes yesterday, and I looked into it a little bit. Um, it looks cool, man. Like I, I'd probably buy it just so I can fly over to my house. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just want to like just I kind of just want to get this just to like fly around and just look at stuff. Yeah. Um, next game. game pass. Yep, it's gonna be on Game Pass, and it's coming out on console and PC August eighteenth. Um, next game we got, we got Little Witch in the Woods. We got a trailer for that. That's set to uh, that doesn't have a uh, release date yet, but it just got a new trailer up. Um, it's like a like a roguelike RPG. No, not that roguelike. Sorry, it's like a like a, like a life sim RPG, kind of like. Um, God damn it. Uh, kind of like, damn it, like Harvest Moon. Oh, yeah. But you're doing like witch stuff instead of like farming. I know it's not the best description of it, but that, that's literally what I'm, what it is. You know, it looks, it looks Stardew interesting. Valley. Stardew Valley. There you go. Um, it looks super interesting. Uh, it's not my cup of tea, but I can definitely see like this game. You know, this game would tick would push the right buttons for some people. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Any new trailers or anything cool? Oh, actually, there's one more thing I want to go over, and this just happened today, actually. Uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic, the uh, Star Wars MMO, is available on Steam now. That just happened, like literally today. Wow. Yeah. So. People still play that. People still play it. Uh, it is the only fun fact. The Old Republic is the only uh, actively running non-canon Star Wars anything. So everything else that isn't canon has already been like taken down or stopped. But the Old Republic is still going, even though it's considered non-canon to the current Star Wars lore with the new movies and stuff. Um, I'll be honest. I tried to play Old Republic back in the day. And the story is good, but the MMO stuff definitely gets in the way. <laughs> yeah, I've heard people say, hey, the best way to experience this is just to find a class playthrough on YouTube and just watch it. Like, the story's really good, man. And, like, this could be a new... Because I'm a huge fan of the Knights of the, Knights of the Old Republic Star Wars games. Um... 
and the story it's it's very cinematic the way it tells its story like it's meant like i, I why they made this game an mmo i don't understand like this could this could work you cut the mmo stuff out and you can have a pretty solid like single player rpg yeah i don't I know think it why. Had, like the highest budget ever uh everything's voice acted mm-hmm. everything is voice acted um you can start out as like a Jedi or a Sith or a bounty hunter, and you still have like a light side, dark side choices you can make, regardless of where you start. It, there's does a lot of cool stuff, but the game went free to play pretty quickly, and it's very apparent as to why when you play it that the story stuff is really cool, the voice acting is really good, but the MMO stuff of it gets in the way of all of that cinematic presentation, at least in my opinion. Yeah. I, uh, I bought that game when it came out. You did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm one of, I'm one of those guys and I played it for like maybe three days and then, and then stopped and then went free to play and I never went back. I, I tried to play it a couple years ago, like a little after it became free to play and I liked it, but I didn't like the MMO stuff of it. And I'm like, this should have just been a single player RPG. It would have been so much better. Yeah. But, yeah. But oh well. I might check it out again just to just yeah. To see. I mean, it's on Steam, man. I might check it out too, just to to see what's changed. Um. So that's cool. Uh, as for another new release that just came out today, uh, Rock of Ages three. Just came out today. That's releasing on PC, Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and Stadia. Um, I've never played the other Rock of Ages games. I've been told they're pretty cool, though. Like, so Rock of Ages is kind of like a uh, how can I word it? Like, like a puzzle game almost, but also you're trying to roll a rock. You're trying to roll rocks down and fuck shit up. So it's yeah. done almost like a puzzle game, kind of like Angry Birds, but you're actively yeah. controlling like the rock and you have options for like bombs and stuff. Uh, what's cool though is that Rock of Ages 3 actually has a course creator you can make. So it looks it looks like fun, like a fun little game. Um, not my cup of tea. I'm playing way too many games right now to, to play this one, but I can see the appeal of it. It reminds me of um, the crash mode. Remember Burnout used to have crash mode? Yeah. Um, that's what it reminds me of. Cause it was more like it, it was more like, hey, destroy everything, but you really had to like set a pet. You got a lot more control in Rock of Ages. It's not like just throw your car and see what happens. But, but what's cool with Rock of Ages three is that the game has such variety in what you can create. Yeah. That you can have modes that aren't even like just breaking stuff. Like there's some like really cool like racing modes that they were showing off in the trailer. Yeah. Um, it, it looks interesting. Um, and the artwork kind of reminds me of uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus, <laughs> which is really cool. I love me some Monty Python, so that that'd be cool to look into. Um. Other releases, we got Carrion coming out July 23rd. Uh, that's releasing on PC, Switch, and Xbox One. Uh, with Game Pass, if you have Game Pass, you're getting that as well day one when that comes out. 
And then Crisis Remastered comes out on Switch as well that same day. Um, Switch can run Crisis. Switch can run Crisis. That's I see you beat me to it. Um, <laughs> I've never played Crisis. I've been told the games are pretty good. But I have no idea what the Switch port is going to look like, how it's going to run. Have you heard anything about the Switch port? I yeah no I haven't heard anything but I didn't even know it was coming to Switch until like recently I thought it was just like I mean like first of all I don't even know if it's already out on other platforms this game was weird like I the first time I heard of it it was like oh no it leaked uh, here's the Microsoft Store page um and then I just thought it was out on PC and then I heard it was coming to consoles but the Switch was not the console I thought it was coming to. Yeah, uh, same. So, yeah, I don't know anything about it in general. Like, it's been very mysterious. I mean, maybe it'll, it'll be good. Um, the Switch, surprisingly, the Switch can run, like, a multitude of games, and it, it surprises me that developers can bend over backwards to make these games work on Switch. Um, I mean, if the Switch Apparently, can run... Just fine. I, I see no reason why I can't run Crisis. Apparently, it is only on Switch right now. Yeah. Nothing else. So that's yeah, okay. weird. So that's a thing. That's a thing to look forward to. Um. Uh, next on the list, the next day, July twenty fourth, we have a Tannenberg coming out on PS four and Xbox One, which I looked into. It is a squad based first person shooter. Wait for it. That takes place in World War One. Nice. Uh, it promises to deliver uh, the World War, the authentic World War One action experience with gas, close quarters combat, and artillery. Um, grab your rifle, grab your saber, and keep your mask, keep your gas mask close. Uh, which. Honestly, I kind of dig it, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of these any. I mean, you could look at like Battlefield One or Call of Duty World War One. Do people still play those? Uh, no. And Call of Duty uh, was World War Two. Oh, shit. Yeah, Battlefield One definitely did World War One, but a lot of people complained because it wasn't like historically accurate. But by that, they meant, like, oh, the game has women in it. I don't like it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Tannenberg looks really cool. It looks like it's trying to be more of, like, a World War One simulator. And it's, it's a squad-based first-person shooter. So it's designed to, like, grab your friends, communicate. Uh, it looks yeah. cool, man. Like, I, I can definitely see the appeal, uh, the appeal there. I, I keep repeating myself, but... <laughs> It looks like Battlefield. Yeah, it does look like Battlefield was like. Remember when Battlefield was like straight fucking PC, like not. Like I feel like there was a real turning point for Battlefield when they tried to console themselves up a bit. Mm -hmm. A turning point for like the the bad, like people just didn't really fuck with it anymore after that. I agree, and Tannenberg looks like it's trying to bring back like that spirit. Yeah, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it looks cool, man. Like I'm into it. I have to find better phrases. I keep saying I'm into it, and that's not. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
But yeah, man, it looks cool. Um, God, I keep watching it. It looks like fun. I really want to play it now. Looks a lot like Battlefield. Yeah, it does. I'm just worried, though. Like, I get really bored with shooters. So if I pick it up, I'll probably play it for like a week and then never touch it again. It's not the game's fault. It's just I need like something crazy like Shadow Warrior 3 to keep me playing. <laughs> Remember Mag? Like, if I'm going to play a... Uh shooter like this i gotta have like i want to roll to play i don't just want to be a gun a guy with a gun just doing guy with gun shit like give me like like maybe make me the engineer and give me a goal that like hey uh build this this turrets so that we can have some turrets or you know like shit like that like they don't make those anymore no they don't well kind of i mean now that that idea has been drifted more towards like you know, hero shooters, but it's not the same as having like a big map and having someone dedicated to do yeah. a specific thing to help the war effort. You know what I mean? Like, I want like to have a guy that's like, you're the tank guy and I'm the guy that's going to repair your tank. And this is the guy that's going to heal us when we get blown up in the tank. Because <laughs> otherwise everyone's just running around doing the same shit. Like no one has any real objective. Yeah. I mean, this game looks cool. Um, it looks like it's more of just running around shooting stuff, but the game promises to have like artillery combat, gas combat, and uh, sword fighting. But so far, in that gameplay video you're playing, I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's just guy with gun. But eh, I don't know. It's coming out <laughs> a couple days, so maybe, maybe we're just not seeing that here. But oh wow, look at all the fucking are those like players? Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that was like the thing about Battlefield was that it was a real fucking like a battlefield. It was really a battlefield, yeah. yeah. Where was that screen? There it is. Damn it. Sit. Yeah, pretty cool. It looks like it like puts you into four man squads. Cool. Yeah. I'm cool with it, man. <laughs> looks cool. I'll definitely check it out. I won't pick it up, but I'll do some more uh, more looking into it once it drops. And maybe like if you know, if it gets positive reviews, you can pick it up and play it. Yeah. And uh, that's it, man. That is all we have on the show notes here. Do you have anything else you want to contribute, anything you want to talk about? Um, Nope. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Gameoverse. Gameoverse.com, youtube.com slash C slash Gameoverse. Um, we did get that, so it's not anything confusing anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, Spotify, YouTube, Google iTunes. Podcasts, iTunes. We're, we're on it, so. Yep, yeah, so come check it. us out. Uh, come check us out. If you guys have any comments, you can send them to us. Uh, just don't tell me to kill myself or I'll do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I might check I out. I might I might check out that uh, Rogue Company if that is available now. I might check that out. I want to do a um. I want to do a quick look for Ghost of Tsushima. I have multiple like saves that are like saved in spots that are like, hey, well, I'm gonna do a, like a quick look at this point, or you know. 
Right on, man. Yeah, if you do it, uh, let me know. I'll, uh, I'm off today, so I can hop on later if you want to check it out. All right, all right. Cool, cool. Um, yeah. Oh, New Jariah's here. Hi, New Jariah. Oh, came you're in late. The podcast, yeah. <laughs> Started the show like, what, like an hour and a half ago? Maybe yeah. longer? Almost two hours ago. So fucking yeah. get with it. Every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern is when we do the show. So, yeah, hit us up at podcast at gameovers.com. Yep. Peace out. <laughs>